1: fans for another episode of the Chicago Audible. I'm your host for today, William Ingles, and we'll be talking week nine matchups uh, as the Bears prepare to go to Philadelphia and play the Eagles. Obviously, a lot of emotion in this game, uh, considering how the last game in the playoffs went uh, and the, the stakes, while they aren't playoffs uh, as far as being in the playoffs, you know, there's a huge playoff implication for both teams here. Obviously, Philly trying to keep track and stay on track with the Dallas Cowboys. Bears trying to fight for the playoff lives at this point. That's not something I think a lot of us expected to be saying here in Week Nine. But nonetheless, three or four record, you're going to have to really fight hard to stay uh, stay in the hunt here. As obviously the Minnesota Vikings, Seattle Seahawks have some pretty strong records heading into uh, Week Nine and beyond. So really big game here, and it's all going to start in the trenches with our first two matchups here. Matchup number one, we're going to go for the defensive side for the Bears going to be Eddie Goldman versus center Jason Kelsey for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, when it comes to this, uh, Jason Kelsey is one of the best centers in the game. You know, he's kind of one of those guys that has uh, a chip on his shoulder that's bigger than he is. Um, A lot of people thought he was undersized coming in the NFL, and uh, he's kind of proven that uh, to not be the case. Uh, He's been a Pro Bowl-level player for a really long time now, but he's going to be going against a pretty good nose tackle in Eddie Goldman. And the thing is with Eddie Goldman is that I've mentioned him on this show before, especially last year, is that he's such a great two-gap player. He can take on a double team and still win his assignment, win his job, keep that gap integrity. And that's going to be huge here because the run game for both teams is going to be absolutely massive. The Doug Peterson's no Eddie. He doesn't want to be throwing against the Chicago Bears if he doesn't have to. He's going to want to try to keep this ground-and-pound offense for the most part, take advantage of play action. He knows he doesn't have to coddle Carson Wentz, But also at the same time, Deshaun Jackson's uh, still questionable at this point uh, as of the recording of this podcast. So you don't know if he's going to have any deep threats to kind of pull Chuck Pagano's defense away from covering just those shorter and immediate routes. So he's going to be wanting to utilize that ground game and utilize play action to find those pockets. The fact of the matter is if you're able to stop that ground game with the combination of Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, you're going to be able to make this a lot more predictable as far as what the passing game will be. For the Philadelphia Eagles also lets you unleash your pass rush as well. So, really big uh, matchup. When I look at Eddie Goldman, he's obviously, as a nose tackle and a 3-4 defense, you're not going to make a ton of plays. You know, you don't have any tackles for loss for the season. You have 14 total tackles for the year. You're going to want to have at least somebody on this bears defense make a couple of tackles for loss you really want to discourage that ground and pound offense because when you're running ground and pound if you're getting any type of positive gain you're considering that a, you're considering that a win you're considering that encouragement for you to go forward because those 2 to 3 yard gains become 4 to 6 yard gains and those 4 to 6 yard gains become 7 to 9 yard gains or 7 to 10 yard gains that's the whole reason why you run a ground and pound you're trying to wear out a defense but if you keep getting TFLs and you're getting that uh, that offense off schedule completely, that really discourages them from keeping that ground-and-pound game going. So for that, I'm going to have to give uh, this matchup you know kind of the utmost importance here with matchup number one. And on to matchup number two. We're going to be sticking within the trenches, but we're going to kind of flip the sides here. We're going to have center James Daniels going against... Uh, defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And the last time I had James Daniels on this list uh, going against a premier nose tackle was Kenny Clark, and that did not go well for the Bears. But to be frank, this offensive line is a lot different since that time. Matt Nagy's kind of allowed them to get into more of a rhythm due to a little bit more uh, reliance on the run game. But that's going to be really hard this week. If there's one thing that this Philadelphia Eagles defense can do, it's stop the run. Now, if you ask me, my personal game plan, you know, it's about time that you. you there's no more coddling Mitch Trubisky. I mean, the, a lot of the times, uh, the past two times that Trubisky's thrown the ball fifty times, you know, it's been kind of rough. Uh, well, is to kind of an understatement in a lot of ways. But if you ask me, you, and and we'll get to this a lot more later. Spoiler alert. Uh, but it, this is going to be a game that you need to throw the ball to win because as as far as a total defense, Philadelphia knows how to stop the run, and that's a large part due to Fletcher Cox, 23 total tackles. And the difference is, while it's a different defensive scheme overall, you got Fletcher Cox with four tackles for loss on the year. You know that's those are splash plays; those are plays that deter you from running the ball or deter you from your offensive scheme when you're within the game. So blocking him is going to be of the utmost priority. James Daniels is probably always going to kind of be on a double team with Cox, I imagine, because he's generally within that 4-3 scheme. You're going to have him kind of gapped out between two players. I bet you're at least getting chip work with Daniels, but it's huge that you're not only getting that chip if you're on the chip side, but it's going on to your next assignment afterwards. It's going to the second level and sealing a linebacker if you are indeed running the ball. You need guys to get on the second level if you're going to have an effective run scheme, and it's all about getting Vletcher Cox kind of off his point and then getting someone off into the next guy. And if you're asking James Daniels to get Fletcher Cox one-on-one, you're going to have to ask this guy to nut up and do a really good job, which you know he has done well in the past. You know James Daniels and uh, Cody Whitehair. Working together against Aaron Donald against the L.A. Rams last year, I think, is one that stands out in my mind. But this is a this is a huge matchup as far as the Bears being able to do anything. Because if you get interior pressure, it's going to be over. If you have Fletcher Cox blowing up plays at the blind scrimmage, it's going to be game over. So this is huge as far as the point of attack is concerned on both sides of the ball as we just spent a little bit of time talking about here. For matchup number three, we are talking more run game here. We have Danny Trevathan versus Jordan Howard. The former running back for the Chicago Bears uh, facing his former team for the first time. And if you ask me, this is is all about what I've been talking about for the whole time here. This is all about trying to deter the Eagles from sticking to that ground-and-pound type style, which they, I imagine, will want to for the majority of this game. And come on, it's Philadelphia. These people hold grudges. You know, this team is all about emotion. Philadelphia is a lot about emotion. I would not be surprised if they hand this ball off to Jordan Howard 20 times if the game allows them to. I guarantee you they will allow Jordan Howard to be utilized in this game in a lot of ways. And and I even wrote down his receiving stats in my notes here just to say that in a couple of ways, the Eagles have made sure that uh, throwing to him is an option. Not a ton of stats on the year so far. Nine grabs, 68 yards, and obviously that touchdown against Green Bay is a standout. I would not be surprised in the least if they try to target Jordan Howard in the passing game a few times and especially try to get him a score just because of kind of uh, how he was regarded Chicago as a receiver and how a lot of people say that was his downfall as a player here in the Windy City. I would not be surprised in the least if Doug Peterson is scheming up something to kind of make the Bears eat crow on that one. But flipping to Danny Trevathan's side of this, 61 total tackles leads the team. But, you know, we've talked about big plays to deter this style of offense. Only one TFL on the year. Now that's not—it's not always easy for a linebacker to get out on TFLs. And I've done some film study on uh, Trevathan in the past. This is a guy who is generally spending his time making the rest of the defense play better. He is showing gaps closed. He is kind uh, of—he's really good at kind of covering other people's jobs while still uh, doing his own. And that's not easy to do. But sometimes that makes him just a step slower to the ball. You know, like I said, even one to two yard gains is not the biggest loss for a ground and pound type system. Uh, TFLs, those are the plays that really start to make a coach, you know, question whether or not they can stay with that form of offense. For the day. So one TFL, you're going to have to ask the Bears, which I imagine they'll see a lot of ground and pound this week. You know, you're going to have to see big plays. You're going to have to see TFLs to encourage the Eagles to drop back and really allow that Bears secondary to kind of work and create the takeaways that really have made this team successful in the past, especially this pat uh, You think back to when the Bears were doing really well last year. They were creating takeaways, and that's something we haven't seen a ton of this year. Uh, If you ask me, this is something that the Bears will really want to do this week, especially that Bears defense allowing that fourth down touchdown in the playoff game. I bet you they come into this game with a big chip on their shoulder. They do not want the Philadelphia Eagles to move an inch, uh, I imagine, after that kind of a loss. I would I would imagine uh, that they are trying to create some big plays, and that all starts with stopping this ground and pound offense, and hopefully getting a few more TFLs out of the Bears' kind of unspoken leader of the defense, Danny Trevathan. On to matchup number four. We are having a coaching matchup that is not the game breaker. I know I normally save these kind of offhand matchups for the game breaker, but at the end of the day, you're talking two of your Andy Reid guys going at each other. Nagy's kind of coaching for everything at this point. You know, this guy has uh, gotten a lot of uh, criticism from the Chicago media. I personally think rightfully so. And to this point, he hasn't really handled the criticism well. He's been very combative, uh, and in a lot of those different ways, kind of like denying, you know, questions. You know, I've heard a lot of animosity going on in that media room between Nagy and a few reporters. Uh, and you know, that's it's just not how you're able to conduct business in the NFL. But if you're someone who you know is not able to kind of discuss with the media after losing a tough game or answering hard questions, well, then you better start winning. And uh, you're going to be going against one of the best coaches in the NFL, if you ask me at this point, especially one of the best young coaches. Uh, Doug Peterson's done really well to this point in the year. He's kind of in that new-age uh, coaching style of decision-making, going forward on fourth down in a lot of different ways, uh, coming up with a lot of different creative play calls, You know, involving his tight ends in a lot of ways. You know, you think about Dallas Garter's emergence so far, even when you have a top-tier tight end and Zach Ertz on your team. You know, It's the kind of stuff that Doug Peterson is looking for. Uh, And I think this will be a really fun coaching battle, especially offensively and decision-making-wise as well. If you ask me if I'm Matt Nagy, I'm unloading the clip this week. I don't lose to these guys a second time, especially what happened after the playoffs. You know, I, I was mentioning just a little bit ago about that kind of like media animosity. You want to shut the media up. You go out and you make a statement against the team that beat you in the playoffs. You unload the clip. Whether it's you know special tricks on a, you know a kickoff return or a fake punt, you know I'm alone in the clip this week. I make sure I do not leave Philadelphia without a win. But you know this will be a, like I said, fun coaching matchup. You know Andy Reid disciples. You know two very talented teams for sure. You know now it's I've mentioned a lot on matchups. It's all about execution. It's going to be fun to see which coach got their team better prepared to execute against each other this weekend. And this brings us to matchup number five, our game breaker of the week. And what do you know? Mitchell Trubisky's here again, and this time it's against the Philly secondary. And I mean, if, if you just think about it here, I look at Philadelphia secondary, and my goodness, they uh, they're not good. They're not good. Outside, if you ask me, Malcolm Jenkins, none of these guys are worth much at all as far as this defense is concerned. You know, I look at Mills, I think of Darby, I think of Maddox. Like, none of these guys, I don't think, I think hardly any of them make the roster for the Chicago Bears. I think I would take Buster Screen over all of these guys personally, as far as corners are concerned. And uh, McCloud for uh, their other safety, yeah, he's fine. I don't don't think he's too bad. I think their safeties are all right. But as far as corners, you know, these are guys that you have to be able to beat. You know, this is another thing I think of the playoff game. I don't understand why Nagy doesn't target this group a lot more. They do towards the end of the fourth quarter. That's where you see probably some of Mitchell Trubisky's best quarterback play since he's been in the NFL. It's where I think you've seen some of Nagy's best offensive play calling since he's been in the NFL in that fourth quarter of the Eagles game. If anything, you know, I I think this is an opportunity for Trubisky to kind of save face here. This is an opportunity for him to throw against a defense that has been really, really hard pressed to stop the pass for this entire season. So it's, if you ask me, you know, obviously. Ground and pound worked relatively well for the Bears last year, and if any, sorry, last week against the Chargers, and if anything, you know, you think taking the ball out of Trubisky's hands is about the only way you're going to win games. If you ask me, this is a matchup that you have to exploit. It's why it's my game breaker this week. You have to exploit the fact that the Eagles have a parchment paper level secondary going against them this week, and you have the weapons to take advantage of it. You saw Anthony Miller last week make a lot of big plays. Obviously, Allen Robinson is Allen Robinson. Taylor Gabriel's back out there. I mean, these, you have weapons. You know, Trey Burton, you can call him whatever you want. Adam Shaheen, you can call him whatever you want. You have weapons to utilize. And you have a secondary that you can beat. There's no question you can beat these guys. Chbisky's beat them before. And if, I mean, I know Chbisky this year hasn't exactly been what he was last year, which is pretty depressing. But you know what? If there's ever a week and there's ever a scenario where you're going to get Trubisky back on track, man, have them just air it out against these guys. And I imagine a lot of you guys are probably punching your laptop screens or throwing your phone across the room hearing me say that. But you know what? This this team this year does not win without Trubisky. You know, it's, it's a nut up or shut up time. And I said he was playing for his job last week. At this point, I think the Bears are content to let him, you know, prove whether or not he's the franchise quarterback coming going into next year well if you want to give him a chance to prove it like get his confidence back up against these guys because if he can't do it against these guys i don't think he can do it against anybody so it's my game breaker matchup of the week trubisky versus the entire philly secondary you know kind of a nut up or shut up just like it just like i said here for the game breaker of week nine
0: finally a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at tempurpedic.com.
1: Breath After Trubisky rant like number four for my matchups podcast, it's time to go back to our weekly winning edge where we go back through uh, each matchup and say which player has the advantage uh, for each individual matchup. That brings us to matchup number one again, Eddie Goldman versus Jason Kelsey. If you ask me, I think Eddie Goldman is going to do really well this week. Uh, I think he is time and time again, kind of an an understated uh, performer on this defense he doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's never going to have the statistical prevalence that a lot of these other guys have, you know, like, you know, an old time Nadam Su, like an Aaron Donald. He's not, or Fletcher Cox, you know, he's not put in those situations. And he's also not in that 4 3 defense for at least Fletcher Cox. You know, he's not on this defense to make a ton of big plays, uh, but, he's, but he makes a lot of plays without getting on the stat sheet. And I think he does that again. I think he puts. The rest of his team in a good situation to make plays It's just whether or not those other guys, you know, who are in their gap, whether or not they're in their gaps or whether or not it's guys like Trevathan and Roquan Smith going through and shooting their gaps to make sure that any type of run uh, is stopped short. So I got to give this one to Eddie Goldman. One matchup toward Chicago, and that moves me to James Daniels versus Fletcher Cox. And I'm going to side with the defense again. Fletcher Cox is one of the best in the league. James Daniels, I think, is still kind of trending back to where he was last year. I think he's improved. But like I said, I think you gotta air this one out. And I and I think that kind of sets up Fletcher Cox to be in a good position to succeed. I gotta give this one to him. He's proven he's so good. And I don't think Daniels at this point has proven that he can cons- sorry consistently stop one of the league's best. That knots us up at one apiece for matchups. Brings me to Danny Trevathan versus Jordan Howard. I gotta go with Jordan Howard on this one. He uh, he's going to be running angry, uh, and when you see Jordan Howard run angry, which I know we haven't seen in a long time, I think about the twenty seventeen Steelers game that the Bears win in overtime, uh, that he when he ran angry in that game, and there was not a single soul on that field that could take him down, and not even Ryan Shazier at his peak, not any of that Pittsburgh defense. I think he's going to be running very angry uh, this week, and you know I think Trevathan will put up a good effort, but like I say. Yeah, it's two to three yard carries are still keeping the offense on schedule. I don't think they're going to be stopping Jordan Howard for two to three yards for less than two to three yard gains. Give this matchup to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's two to one in their favor. That brings us to our coaching matchup. Nagy versus Doug Peterson. I think uh, Nagy gets outclassed this week. Uh, I think the questions will still continue to come towards him. You know, if they frankly, if they lose the game, he's gonna be criticized no matter what. I know that my my opinion of how he should attack this Philadelphia defense would garner a fair amount of criticism uh, from the media. But frankly, no matter what, if he loses, you know, he's gonna get a lot of criticism. So yeah, but frankly, I think Doug Peterson outclasses him in a lot of ways in play calling, decision making, and I think also in leadership as well, for the most part. So I'm gonna to have to give this one to Doug Peterson. And that gives the Eagles a 3-1 to one, uh, advantage in matchups. And that brings us back to our game-breaker, Trubisky versus the Philly secondary. I had faith in Trubisky last week, and he made me hurt a lot. And, uh, I j- frankly, I don't think he can be the franchise quarterback at this point. Um, but, like I said, this is, this is the one matchup that, if he's ever going to do it, it's against a group of guys like this uh, that, if you ask me, don't make a lot of NFL teams, NFL rosters, let alone the starting lineup. Uh, But at this point, you know, maybe whether it's by default of Nagy not trusting him or maybe it's by the fact that Trubisky simply doesn't perform. I'm going to give this one to the Philly secondary, giving the Philadelphia Eagles a four to one advantage in matchups. You know, bears going on the road, you know, even when emotions should be at their highest Uh, last week in kind of a do or die matchup against a team that was easily beatable. uh, They couldn't get the job done. Uh, Something's telling me that this team, uh, we have not seen the floor yet. Uh, of where this team's going to hit rock bottom. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think we've seen that yet. And uh, Philadelphia might be it. But uh, here's hoping I'm wrong. But at this point, I'm taking the Eagles 4-1 to in the key matchups of the week. Uh, hopefully, I'm talking to you when we're knotted up at 4-4. and But uh, no matter what, until next time, Bear Down Chicago. <laughs>